0: You know, I would like to say that I teach and have taught for decades that we should be led by the Spirit of God. Those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And so I just want to say that I invite all of you in our audience to be led by the Spirit of God. Whenever we tell the truth, uh, we don't tell the truth to shame anyone. We don't tell the truth to hurt anyone. We tell the truth because we are people of the truth. Uh, uh, the, The scripture says that The church, the church of Jesus Christ, the true church, not just what you see visibly, but the true church is the pillar and ground of the truth. That means that God the Father has invested His truth in the people of God, those of us who are truly uh, His people. And so I wanna just say that I don't don't apologize for anything I say or do. Those of you who know me know that I'm Christ-centered. I've always been Christ-centered and uh, even more so in the last 21 years even more than ever in the last 21 years Uh, that is i found that jesus christ as we teach here in the fellowship is the source of every blessing jesus christ is the solution to every problem he is the supply of every need and i've always said he is the answer to every question and so i want us to know that if we're going to do something that brings permanent change we cannot do it without jesus That, that whatever we do may Uh, be a band-aid on a problem, but if you really want permanent change, it must be Jesus, and this is why I implore the church, that is, truly men of God, not those who say they're men of God, and then broadcast those things that are anti-God, anti-kingdom, and I'm going to just, I'm going to say it, I'm not going to call your name, brothers, you don't have to worry about that, I'm not going to call your name, because I can't call every name, and so I'll call no name. But this is what I know that's going on in the world today, and especially in America. God is revealing all of us. He is pulling back the sheets, pulling back the covers, and showing who we really are. And so you may pretend that you are on board with God, but if you're not on board with God, you, you will be found out to not be on board with God. You see, I can't say I love my brother, but I do everything contrary to love and contrary to my brother. I can't do that. I can't say I love my brother, but I vote against my brother. I can't say I, I love my brother, but I hold on to my my advantages, and I don't care about his advantages. That is not the church that Jesus Christ died for. I'm, my series is The Church, and I've made it broad so that I might say some things that I want to say. I probably won't get to all of the scriptures that I have to, to, tonight, but I, I wanted to say those things and perhaps others as I continue. Um, the first time I, I've, I can remember ever really mentioning something uh, as controversial uh, like this, uh, uh, maybe a couple of Sundays ago or a Sunday ago, I, I talked about uh, the George Floyd uh, situation. I said, I never wanted to do this. All I wanted to do was preach to Jesus and tell her about this, uh, everyone about how wonderful Christ is. But I, I said somewhat, somewhere in there, I said, but maybe this is the gospel. And I, I'm being reminded that Jesus Christ uh, came He shook the whole world. And uh, I believe he's shaking it again. But the thing is, brothers, you want to be on the right side. Sisters, you want to be on the right side of things. You don't want to be on on the right politically or the left politically. Uh, You want to be on the right side of God. You want to be with God. You don't want the Lord to say, depart from me. I never knew you. And you were a part of the visible church, but you were never a part of the church. You 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 had never come to Christ and laid everything that you considered valuable down. And so this is what God is calling us to do today. He he is calling us to do this in a way, in a very profound way, a way that I have not quite seen in my many years on the earth. I've lived for over seven decades, and I've not seen it quite like this. And we have spoken of this before the day came, but the day is here. Even last year, I gave a word that this next decade, which was in, we were in 2019, would be a pivotal decade for the church. It was gonna be a pivotal decade. That means that you and I cannot play church. We are the church. We, don't, we can't play church and, and get away with things that we have gotten away with de- for decades. So we, we have thought that we were doing God's work and we were not. So I want us to talk a little bit about the eternal life and today because the eternal life is is in the church so Jesus says to us upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it so I want to to speak on these scriptures often and or bring them in as my support scriptures and so what Jesus is 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 implying here I think it is very implicit in his statement that something must be in the church to keep this church from being uh, prevailed against. So he says the gates of Hades, even though they come, they, they come to shatter, come to destroy, but they will not be able to prevail against the church. So the, the church is God's prevailing entity, God's prevailing entity. Uh, organism in the world so we are what we call impregnable unconquerable and as I like to say unshakable unbeatable unstoppable we are all of those things but But what we see visibly is not that at all. We see a church that is divided by race, divided by by nationality, divided by politics, divided by social things. We're divided. Uh, That is the visible church. And I don't think that's going to last much longer because the things that are happening today are revealing. What would want to say as I continue, as the church, get your information primarily from the Holy Spirit. As the church, get your information primarily primarily from the Holy Spirit, not your favorite news station with all of its bias or outright prejudice. And I mean all of them. Some are worse than others, but they're all from a system that is being removed. Je- uh, Jesus Christ himself is the eternal life. Jesus Christ himself is the eternal life. Uh, last Sunday, I, I, uh, preached or taught on uh, God's inheritance, and I talked about you and I um, being God's inheritance. If uh, when I when my parents uh, died, passed away, my mom, uh, dad died first, and then mom six years later, and they left uh, all of their kids, uh, nine kids and two grandkids, who was with our our deceased brothers' kids. They left us all. I, I couldn't believe it—an inheritance. I thought this, 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 it can't be that that my my uh, parents were able to leave us an inheritance. They they were hardworking what we would call um, perhaps middle class people, but perhaps more like lower middle class as far as income is concerned, but had these middle class values, but even more than that they were Christians, they were believers and they left us all an inheritance and what what God wants us to know is that you then are God's inheritance and Jesus died to give God something that God as it were did not have before. Now I know that's, that's very, very tricky ground there and we have to be very careful. I call those things school zones, where if you go too fast, somebody gets hurt. But Jesus brought to God something he didn't have. You were not gods. No, you were not. You were of the world. You were of, of Satan, and the Lord God's saved you through the blood of his son and his son now has brought the father a huge inheritance where god stores all of his wealth and that wealth is in the church it's in you now it's not fully manifested but it is in you now and and that wealth is is not dollars or euros or pesos or whatever that wealth is godliness It is all the attributes of Jesus Christ, you know, the the love, the hope, the faith, the kindness, the goodness, uh, the mercy, all of that, the grace of God, all of that is in you right now. And you are the church now. Now, maybe it takes tough times, difficult times to squeeze it out of you, but it should not be. It should not be. When difficult times come, as I've often said, especially lately, that you are not made in the crisis, you are revealed in the crisis. So who you are in the crisis is who you really are. So this this can be the church's finest hour when things are troubling. Our nation is troubled. I won't sit silent anymore and feel like, oh, I'll offend my brothers. I don't want to offend my brothers. And if I've not shown you and over four decades of ministry, almost five decades of ministry that I'm for you, you'll never believe I'm for you. You know, when I see today the church standing on the sidelines and many of them are rushing to curry favor with the president, I am not Uh, against the president, I don't hate the president, I don't like his ways, I don't like the the policies, I don't like the threats against innocent people, I don't like that, and I can't be silent because I think I'm going to offend you. No, no, you should not like that either. You know, you should not like that either. And so I don't like those ways. So I'm saying the church has to get off of the fence, straddling the fence, not going to the left, not going to the right, just staying on the barbed wire fence. We have to get off, because this could be our finest hour. This is a day when, when secular people are going out in front of us. Que lastima, we say in español. Que vergüenza. What a shame, what a pity, is what they said. All right. So, so in John chapter 5, verses 39 through 47, Jesus is talking to, to these hypocrites, these Pharisees, and he says, you search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And they are... And these are they which testify of me now listen he says you are searching the scriptures it's sort of like saying you go to church to try to find me to to, to get in a place where you can communicate with me that's what it's like saying you stretch the scriptures you go from genesis to malachi in those days to, to us we go from genesis to revelation you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life I said to you earlier, Jesus Christ is eternal life. And he says, and these are they, the scriptures, are they which testify of me, but you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. You are not willing to come to me that you may have life. And so it's interesting. I see a tremendous uh, correlation, relationship between the people that Jesus is talking about here in the scripture, John chapter 5, and what we are experiencing today these people were hypocrites they were saying well we want we want God we want eternal life but they were when the eternal life came they rejected him I wonder how many of us would really welcome Jesus of Nazareth into our churches I wonder how many of us come on Paul this tall told, told us that the church is the pillar and ground of the truth so we, we are of the truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. These, these things are invested in the church. The, these realities are in the church, in the true church, the true people of God. He says, he says, but you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. You are not willing to come to me that you may have life. You are not willing to come to me that you may have life. Wow. Wow so today we're not all willing to do what Jesus says because we're trying to prop up hold up oftentimes what God is destroying I won't call the nation but there's a nation in the world where Christians helped put a despot in power they were gung-ho for him you know what they wanted security more than they wanted Christ they oh, we're tired of these gangsters so we want we want we got to do something and 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 they put help put a despot and they're proud of it wow they, this is tough but Jesus says you're not willing to come to me he didn't say you're not willing to come to church you're not willing to come to synagogue but you're not willing to come to me so when you come to Jesus you have to lay down your all, all your agendas yeah today uh, in, in one regard I God has brought me to a place to where I am I am in a strait. I'm caught between uh, opposing things you no, know, and I, I feel kind of uncomfortable. I, but God has made me that way, that I might seek him and depend on him during this hour. I am not afraid. No, I'm not afraid. I've lived past being afraid. I've lived past being afraid. I'm not afraid of the powers that be. I'm afraid to hurt you. Let me see. If I'm a little emotional, you forgive me in luke chapter 24 verse 27 it says and beginning at moses and all the prophets he explained or expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself i believe that jesus is talking to all of us i believe that jesus is talking to all of us through the events around us but sometimes we think that jesus is talking to the other person yes i could be guilty of that too if i were not careful every day yes oh jesus is talking to them but jesus is talking to me too And when Jesus causes me to love somebody that is very difficult to love, and maybe you've had to love somebody who is very difficult to love, Jesus is talking to all of us. He is talking to all of us. See, Jesus says, you're not willing to come to me. So he expounded, He explained to them in all the scriptures things concerning himself. Even from Genesis, when uh, we see in Genesis that Jesus is is called uh, the seed of the woman. He is from Genesis to, to Malachi. The Bible is about Jesus, this amazing suffering servant, this king of the Jews, this Messiah, the son of God. He's talking to us. He's talking to us now in current events. I can't remember a decade that started out like 2020. I can't remember one. With fires in Australia, killing, I think that one, one account was an estimate of over one billion animals, earthquakes in Europe, here in America, and the islands, the Caribbean, A pandemic. And we're not, we're just into, into May, or June rather. And so we have um, seven more months almost to go. What else could happen? So God is speaking to you. God is speaking to you. Don't hold on to the world. It reminds me of this guy in the scriptures, uh, Achan, when uh, Israel went into uh, Jericho, and and it's recorded in the book of Joshua, where God had told them that that they were to dedicate Jericho to them to, to destroy everything, except, listen, except what? A harlot's house, a prostitute's house. Man, I tell you what, you know, the scripture says, prostitutes or harlots will go into the kingdom before you church folks that was talking about the pharisees i'm calling them the church they were the people of god supposedly prostitutes going in before you. and so before the church before the, the the people who were in charge of the oracles of god those who had the law prostitutes going before you because when they heard john preach they believed wow And today when I see young people standing up for what is right and church people sitting back on the pew ah something's wrong I'm talking about the church I'm saying that we ought to be different because we have within us the eternal life no the eternal life we have within us the living God Jesus Christ so if anyone should be different we should be different the Bible defines us as unshakable 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 so let me go to verse number, number 41 of uh, John chapter 5, verse 41. Jesus, uh, he does what I call a switch very quickly in, in the middle of, his, of a thought. It's like he goes, and, uh, he goes to another thought. Those of us who are following the Holy Spirit, we know that the Holy Spirit can be moving in one direction and suddenly he's gone in another. And so you want to follow the, the Holy Spirit. Jesus says in, in verse 41, I do not receive honor from men. One of our problems, brothers and sisters, in the church is that we are looking for honor from men. We want them to honor us. I've given up on that a long time ago. I don't fit the profile of the cool preacher. I don't fit the profile. So, so I've given up on that a long time ago. I'm not rough enough, uh, as some of our, our brothers are. I'm not slick enough, no. But I am repentant enough to be usable. Have I been perfect all of my life? No, I was not born saved. When I was a little boy, about maybe eight or nine, I thought I'd been born saved. And I thought because uh, in my house, uh, we have to act saved even if we weren't. (laughs) Our folks would not let us do the various things. But I grew up and I realized that I needed to be saved and i came to jesus and even after coming to jesus i had struggles i've had struggles but i'm so grateful you know have you ever seen a runner running and they get come out of the blocks they're running like a hundred yard dash and uh they come out of what we call the blocks they come out and they're running and they're wobbling and they're wobbling maybe for about 30 or 40 yards and they stand and get straight well that's how a lot of us have come to jesus a lot of us have come to jesus like that yes we we've got we've wobbled and wobbled and wobbled and now and now wow Wow, we're now walking straight. We're now running straight. So forget those things which are behind and look forward to those things which are before you. That's what God wants you to do, and you can do it through Jesus. But you cannot look for men to honor you and want the praise of men. You can't be like some some preachers now who are currying the, the, the favor of governors and the president and the Senate and the Congress. They are trying to get, be uh, Curry favor with those people. I don't do that. I don't do. There was a time when the people of God had a prophetic word for the king. They had a prophetic word for the governor. Yeah, yeah. Felix trembled when Paul was preaching. Hallelujah! That's what he trembled. But now they don't tremble. They just shake their hands and say, "God, I see you later." And I got something for you. you. Oh yes, Mr. President, Mr. Governor, oh, oh Mr. County Judge, uh, oh, uh, Mrs. County Judge, or whatever. Uh, I'll be back, and uh, I just I'm going to need you. You need Jesus. All right, so I, I, don't, I don't have uh, an amen from you in my audience there, but, but I'm looking for an amen from you when I see you. Amen. So Jesus says, I don't receive honor from men. And, and this set Jesus apart from ordinary preacher types, ordinary prophets. He says, I don't send, I don't receive honor from men, but I know you, Jesus says, isn't that powerful? But I know you, that you do not have the love of God in you. Now, this is what Jesus was saying to power. These were the people who, as it were, in one sense, had the power to kill him. Now, in another sense, they didn't because they really couldn't kill him unless he allowed them. But they were mean enough, and they were angry enough, and they were wicked enough. And we have wicked men now who will use you and then destroy you. This is what he says, but I know you that you do not have the love of God in you. How did Jesus know that? How did Jesus know that they didn't have the love of God in him? Let's see. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. That's how I know that you don't have a love of God in you. You don't receive me. That means there are people who... Uh, politicians and other uh, very, very strong and powerful uh, men of the world will receive. But they don't receive truly people of God, generally speaking. They do not do that. And so if, you, if you've if you got your best buddy is, is whoever, a big, powerful man, and they're receiving you, that might be an indictment against you because they didn't receive the Lord. They didn't receive the Lord. And listen to what he says. If another comes in his own name, him you will receive. You know what that means? That means that that there's coming a time when those who are in the visible church will run to to people who do not serve the purposes of God. They do not serve the purposes of God, but, but because somehow you are inclined towards something that's wrong, you curry their favor. You go to them. But Jesus says, if another comes in his own name, this is how you'll know that you're really messed up, and some of us may know, might find out we're messed up too late. He says, if another comes in his own name, him you will receive. I find that there are a lot of men today who are who are speaking of the Bible, but they don't live it. They don't live the Bible. But sometimes Christians will bring me some little article something. It's, oh so-and-so is uh, I was reading in the Bible they're so excited because now it somehow gives them legitimacy to follow that person now I don't believe in following just anybody no I can respect you I can respect you your office but I'm not going to just follow anybody I'm following the Holy Spirit and you should follow the Holy Spirit and should not be uncomfortable when the preacher says follow the Holy Spirit follow Jesus you should follow Jesus and not just somebody on the world, on the world stage because maybe you, you believe something like they believe. And that might be an indictment as well. Verse 44 says, How can you believe who receive honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from the only God? How can you, how can you believe? So there are a lot of us who are in the visible church. We're not real believers because we're seeking something from somebody who doesn't love the Savior who bought you with his own blood. Wow, he says, who receive honor from one another, do not seek the honor that comes from the only God. I am seeking the honor that comes from the only God. Are you seeking the honor that comes from the only God? Jesus said to those Pharisees, do not think that I shall accuse you to accuse you to the Father. I'm not gonna accuse you. He said, there is one who accuses you, Moses, in whom you trust. <laughs> they were trusting in Moses. But he says he's gonna accuse you this is what Jesus meant the the writings that he wrote you're not adhering to because if you were adhering to the writings of Moses you would have accepted me Wow! so we can come to church we can sing we can cry we can get on our knees and get up and do our, our crazy stuff that's not Christianity Verse 46 says, for if you believe Moses, you would believe me. Isn't that powerful? I'm going to say this by extension. If you believe Jesus, you would have a, a different conduct. You would have different comportment than you have. Oftentimes, this is right. Now, I remember one time, I've told a congregation this uh, many times, uh, but I, I was uh, in a voting booth once, and, and I was, I've been in a vote, voting bo- booth many times. But uh, this particular time, I was in a voting booth, and I was still conflicted, didn't know who to vote for. I didn't know who to vote for. I'm talking to somebody here. I didn't know who to vote for. I said, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. He said, vote for this one. And I began to cry because that one that I voted for, listen to me carefully, was anti-civil rights, anti-civil rights. And I voted for him. I voted against what seemed to be my own interest for the kingdom of God. How many of you have done that? How many of you have done that? How many of you have done that? How many of you are willing to do that? How many of you are willing to give up your, 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 your first class seat or your business class seat on an airplane to go sit in the economy for somebody else who's not feeling well to be there? How many? How many of you are willing to give up your board the plane first? How many? How many of you are willing to give up some of what you have, your status, your social position, to help somebody achieve some moderate comfort. So Jesus says, if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? He talks about honor. And this is my last verse I want to give you. It's in John chapter 12, verse 26. And one of my elders gave me this. They were saying uh, things about me, uh, saying, um, uh, honoring me on, pastor's uh, appreciation day. He says, if anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. Where I am. Jesus is on the side of the poor, the downtrodden, more than you think. Where I am. He's, He's on the side of the despised. Where I am. There my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, If you go there, Him, my Father, will honor. Him, my Father, will honor. If you're listening to this message today, I want to say, then you're not saved. You can be saved. If you're a a man or woman of God now, but you feel like things haven't been going well, I want you to say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and save me. That's for those of you who who don't know Jesus. For those of you who know Jesus, say, Father, forgive me of the sin of apathy. Give me, forgive me of the sin of wrong thinking. Forgive me, Jesus, for my apathy. Forgive me, Jesus, and Jesus will do it today, and you'll have a good night's sleep or a good day's rest wherever you are in the world. I want to bless you, and I thank you so much.